everybody, welcome to our first bonus episode of Seasoned Crime. This is just a little appetizer episode, something to hold you over before the next full course episode comes out. This episode, I'm doing it in response to the biggest story in true crime right now. We know that one case in particular, however, this is not an episode about Gabby Petito. Now trust me, I am beyond heartbroken over Gabby's story. Nothing about it is right, and there are still so many questions. There's just so much to be said on this case, but if you do a quick Google search or wherever you listen to your podcast, if you search her name, you will quickly be caught up to speed on the current details of everything possible that is known about her life and the tragedy of her death. Crime Junkie did an episode. A few other podcasts have done episodes. Um, She's all over CNN. I'm sure you've seen her picture. You've heard her name. Um, very, very popular right now in the true crime world. I was so happy to see the true crime world come together and search for this victim, but at the same time, I just can't help but think of how many women of color have gone missing in very similar circumstances that we will never find only because the media gave them little to no coverage. Like, think about this. Think about how things change if race is involved. What if Brian Laundrie was a male of color? Do you really think that he would be able to go home. He went on a road trip with his fiance, showed back up with no fiance at all, says he does not want to talk about why he does not have his fiance. And then he's left alone long enough to where he's able to quote unquote disappear. So what that means is they don't know where he's at. Basically, he could be alive. He could be dead. I mean, whatever it is, they have no idea where he went. If he was black, and he still had that blonde-haired white woman, do we really think that the things would have played out the same? Absolutely not. And that's why I started this podcast. That is the exact reason I started Season Crime. I wanted to bring a voice to those that are hidden in the shadows. Tell the stories that aren't getting the attention that they deserve just because they don't have the looks to capture mainstream media. There was no way that I could go on with things as usual and not use this vital time in true crime to do exactly what I set out to do with this podcast. So this bonus episode, it's going to focus on two missing minorities. Today, we're going to highlight the current missing cases of Jelani Day and Gillette Sedano. First, we're going to start off with the most recent case of Jelani Day. Jelani is a 25-year-old graduate student of Illinois State University and Omega Sci-Fi member, yes, he is a Q, August 25th of this year, his family, as well as some faculty members of the school, decided to go ahead and report Jelani is missing. It was extremely unlike this aspiring doctor to not have any contact with family members, friends. Jelani had a very bold personality, and according to those who knew him, you noticed when he wasn't there. He was fun. He was an enjoyable person to be around. I mean, his good vibes, they radiated to the people around him. So when they noticed that those vibes were missing, they got worried. The next day after he was reported missing is when things really went from a worry to a fear. And that's when Jelani's vehicle, a white 2019 Chrysler, was found in a wooded area of Peru, Illinois. There was no sign of Jelani when they found the vehicle, but they did find his clothing that he was last seen wearing. Jelani was last seen two days prior on August 24th on a surveillance camera entering a cannabis dispensary. 
side note, but yes, weed is legal in Illinois. I want to put that out there. That has absolutely nothing to do with the story. That just happens to be the last place that he was seen on camera. About two weeks later, on September 5th, a body was found in a river in the same city that that missing car was found. LaSalle County Coroner has confirmed that the body that they found, it was male. But that's all the information that they could positively provide. They stated that the positive confirmation of the body could take weeks. Officer John Furman with the Bloomington Police Department told an Illinois newspaper, The Pantograph, that without proper identification, they didn't want to make any assumptions or opinions. Jelani's search is being led by the Bloomington Police Department. They're currently investigating everything. They're combing through personal items, looking for anything that they could use to help find him. Things such as personal electronics, online records, and any digital trail that could help. I will add that, per the Illinois State Police Department website back in June, it showed that there was a backlog of about 3,670 assignments that were still needing to be analyzed. To me, part of the interesting story, we quickly were able to find and confirm Gabby, and that was her body, but um, we're not able to do that with cases like this one. Jelani's friends and family have been actively searching for him daily and trying to get as many people to be aware of this case as they can so they can hopefully somebody know something. They saw what the world did for Gabby while they too were looking for their own loved one. Carmen Day, Jelani's mother, said that she last spoke with Jelani on August 3rd. She said it was an average conversation between the two of them. They actually had a family trip planned for Thanksgiving. Jelani called his mom to let her know that he was going to send her his portion of the money for the trip. He ended that call by telling her that he was going to go to class and he would talk to her later. He called her back a bit later on just to let her know that he put the money in her account. Yeah, he could have texted that to her, but he specifically said that he also called just because he wanted to hear her voice. Carmen said that's the kind of person Jelani is. He would do things like just randomly call just so he can hear her voice all the time. Now she just wishes so badly that she could call him just so she could hear his voice. Illinois State University has also helped organize search parties to help find Jelani. At one of those events on September 3rd, one month exactly from the date of her last conversation with Jelani, his mother spoke saying that she does believe her son is out there somewhere and that he will be found. She says, and I quote, I need Jelani to survive. My life will not be nowhere the same if I can't have Jelani here with me to survive. I need you to help me find my son. She told WAND News that she wouldn't wish this on her worst enemy. She pleads to anyone who may know anything, please say something. Even if you do so anonymously, just drop him off somewhere and leave him. She's fine with that. She just wants to get her son home. The family currently has a reward of $25,000 for anyone who may have any information at all on Jelani, and there's also a GoFundMe account as well. The family is pleading for everyone to share this information and spread the word about Jelani. Their loved one is currently missing, and in the middle of them searching for their loved one, we are going through one of the biggest real-time true crime stories this year, and for his family and Carmen to see Gabby's face plastered everywhere and her son getting next to no attention. That's troubling. Jelani's mom has said, and I quote, I don't feel like I'm getting the help that I need. 
I feel like since this body has been found, and as I said, it is unidentified, I don't truly believe that it's my son. It appears that the help has ceased, so I'm imploring, pleading, and asking that the police still pay attention, still look for my son as vigilantly as they were prior to finding this unidentified body. Bloomington Police Department insists that they are doing everything that they can at this time, and they're actively still following up on any tips and leads. Jelani is described as a black male, about 6'2 and 180 pounds, with some facial hair. If anyone has any information at all on this disappearance or the whereabouts of Jelani Day, please contact the Bloomington Police Department at 309-820-8888. We are going to jump right on into our next minority highlight, and that is Gillette Sedano. Gillette has actually been missing since September 11th of 2006. At the very young age of four months old, Gillette was abducted while at the William J. McAdam Park in Palmdale, California. Gillette was with her foster mother at the time and was actually taken by a Hispanic male. The male fled the scene with Gillette in a red or maroon 1989 Buick Regal. The abductor was actually caught very quickly, the same day to be exact. Around 6 p.m. that evening, police captured Jose Martinez and they charged him with kidnapping. He admitted to being the kidnapper. However, he no longer had Gillette. He told the police that he did kidnap the baby, but Once he got her, he passed her off to someone else. That someone was Gillette's biological mother, Maria Ayala. Turns out that the reason Gillette even had her foster parent is because Gillette was born addicted to narcotics, so she was immediately taken from her biological mother. At the time of the abduction, Maria was 44 years old. She was described to be 5'5", 150 pounds with either blonde or brown hair. She has a tattoo on her left ankle. Gillette is described as a biracial female mixed with white and Hispanic and has black hair and dark brown eyes. A federal warrant had been issued for Maria ever since the day after Gillette's abduction. Today, Gillette would be 15 years old. It's believed that they're actually using a different name right now. Gillette may be using the name Juliet instead of Gillette, and instead of Sedano, she may be going by Serrano. They are believed to be somewhere in Mexico, and at some point they were traveling in a 2000 Chevy Silverado or a four-door 1955 Mercury Marquise. Photos of both of them are up on our Instagram page right now. If anyone has any information at all about Gillette, please call LA County Sheriff at 323 323- Truly, everyone, it takes a village. If mainstream media isn't going to do it for us, we have to do it for ourselves. Please spread the word and be aware of our missing. Our voices are powerful, and we just have to make sure that the world knows that minority lives are just as important as what is believed to be the majority lives. As always, I appreciate you for listening, especially to this special episode, and I'll be back soon with yet another story about a minority. 